Cool. So where are you right now? Um, moved back to Canada. Um, so moved back in August. I'm in a town called Woodstock, Ontario. So I'm about an hour and a half away from Toronto. Um, my brother moved here with his wife, what, almost nine years ago. My parents moved here, um, I think coming up four years. Hmm. So it's, I, I decided it was time to, to pick the family up and move from the UK. And it's uh, frustrating times for everybody um, as far as the pandemic and another wave. I think we're on wave three here in Canada um, hmm. and another lockdown. So it's, we're kind of restrained to what we're allowed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Restrictions are pain. Yeah. I guess it's easy for us to to grumble about it here in Canada. We're having 3,000, 4,000 cases a day here in Ontario. And then you read the news and you see 350 odd thousand cases a day in, in India and more more deaths than we're having cases across the country and it's you see the videos and the pictures and it's sad and it's i don't i just don't even know any any correct words to say about it because it's it's empty it's it's something i can't say that's going to change anyone's feeling regarding it so exactly just want people to try and stay safe and i know it's hard and i know financially people can't afford to to just sit back and accept that they have to sit around the house and whatever and they have to go out and work and they have to do this and that and the other but i just just hope it turns a corner soon and people can can start to see numbers change because i know it's like you're reading about lack of oxygen in hospitals and it's it's just not something that should be happening in any country regardless the the, the financial backing of a per, part of a country or a, a hospital, whatever, mm-hmm. should never happen. Somebody should not be struggling for oxygen. And I just hope it, I hope it changes soon because it's, it's like I said, I know it's empty, but it's, it's sad for everybody else to, to read these things and knowing that they can't really do anything to help. Yeah. The one thing that's made me realize is that everyone is just as clueless as the next person. Cause you, kind of look up to the government thinking that they'd have answers, but in reality, all they have is a designation slapped on a stupid person. And that's all it is, you know, like, I think at the end of the day, we grow, uh, we add designations and we add experience to a resume, but in reality, when real crisis strikes, you don't really have answers because you're really just as stupid as you were when you were a teenager. And that's, that's what's revealed sometimes, you know, the true leaders, really rise to the top and sadly we don't have any you know in this in this case they're just all pretenders trying to fill the role that they have been given but they don't truly have the cojones to fill those roles because this was the time to take harsh decisions where in reality we've got we're having kummelas and got hundred thousand people crammed into a city trying to celebrate religion what good is religion for if you can't keep your own people alive if you can't take those decisions because just because you're trying to secure your vote bank it's crazy and the 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 worst part about is uh, about this is that you've got the quote unquote woke population that understands it and then you've got a population about uh, of this country that really doesn't really doesn't care you know they 
will get covered they'll recover from it they'll still 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 end up voting for the same party that's ruling right now which is which is nuts to me but i think it kind of goes hand in hand obviously but i think the government should have been a lot lot stricter than they are right now it's you you yeah but then i've seen the videos of it i've seen videos of it when they had the first lockdowns and they were strict with it but again i've also heard stories where they were strict because they were lying in their pockets and i'm i'm not one to get into i'm not one to get into politics and about policing yeah. and all that because yeah. because it's not something i know a lot about and the the people i met out there the police especially were incredible yeah but i've also heard stories from good friends of mine and and friends of theirs and you see videos and you hear rumors and stories put on social media i know it's social media and you you believe it as far as you can throw it but police making people do push-ups on the side of the road and giving them a, a couple couple rupees here there and everywhere just to line their pockets a little bit and that's not yeah. policing a pandemic and restrictions yeah. that's policing your your own agenda and i'm sorry but in a time like this it's the worst thing we've seen since the plague it's a pandemic it's not it's not it's not people getting colds from each other it's not people getting uh infections from from decisions that they've made and traveling and okay you've you've it's a pandemic it's something that's worldwide there's millions and millions and millions of people have died exactly stop put your agenda to the side and this goes to listen like i said i don't know a lot about politics and i don't know a lot about the the goings on behind the scenes and but this is where like why is why is a vaccine or the formula for a vaccine for one like i you have the astrazeneca vaccine which my sister works in in the the medical industry in toronto and she's pretty high up with with the people that make the decisions and you've got the astrazeneca vaccine which costs i think it's two dollars and 70 cents per vaccine yep. whereas you have moderna and pfizer which is 27 to 37 dollars per vaccine why is why is this become a uh, a financial boost for every company that can generate these? Why this is a pandemic? This isn't creating the next paracetamol, or this isn't creating one that's a little bit better than than this one. That's a it's a, it's a vaccine that can change the outcome of the next generation of people. Like why has this become a financial gain? And oh well, you can generate, you can formulate or formulate this vaccine in your country, but you guys can't like we're, we're in Canada. I know they generate one in, in India because they have your, your universities and your laboratories and everything that can do this and your scientists that can do this. Canada's one of the, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like Canada's we're attached to the USA and USA are generating these vaccines left, right and center. Like it's a conveyor belt. It's they're flying out. Whereas yeah. Canada, who's supposedly one of the the big te- the big 10 in the in the world we can't make one why that that formula that's generated for this 97 98% success rate vaccine should have been handed over to governments for a price if you want it okay there's got to be a price to everything but yeah. a set price for every country in the world if they can meet that they generate their own, then that's on you. Like we're, we're here, we're waiting for 
for vaccines to roll in from the US and from Europe. And we're getting, we're ordering 1 million per week or something like that. And 250 or 300,000 arrive. Oh, we got held up. How, how is that? A, it's a, it's a pandemic. It's, it's not, it's not a case of the flu that's going around a football team or a hockey team or a, a business. It's a, it's a pandemic. It's putting people's lives at risk and their livelihoods because they can't go to work. So it's become a, it's what I hate about the world. It's bec- everything's become financially backed and, and financially sort of driven. And it's, I know, listen, people have to work. We know that. We're not naive. We're not stupid. But you're putting people's lives at risk. You're putting people's businesses forever closed. Like, it's become a part of the world. And it, it goes through everything. It goes through football as well. Finance, and we'll go on to that again. Obviously, <laughs> with sorry, the European but... Super League, that's that's a, that's a whole other conversation. But financially driven people are putting common sense and other people's feelings into the back burner. And I, it's just a time that it's it's hit me more than ever, and it's 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 frustrating the heck out of me. And I'm just hoping people soon enough see sense because this is this is becoming a joke. The weird thing is that you know, you you keep you keep hearing things like you used to keep hearing things like uh, some days the human race will end up killing itself, and this is exactly what it is because the number of people that have died it could have been prevented if this was not about financial gain, if this was not about uh, the monopoly every country or every company is trying to establish. This could have easily been solved but now this is a very different topic altogether and we start talking about this this might end up like two hours but <laughs> dividing <laughs> dividing this piece of land that we call earth into countries and then these countries have companies and and this weird financial system in the world that we have made within a world itself it's stupid because it's it's so self-limiting you know we've had world wars in the past where we have fought over uh, boundaries that don't exist and now we are fighting over stuff like this and today it's COVID tomorrow will be something else that's a lot more deadlier you know because there's people who are still pompous there's, there's people who still feel like ah this is fine it's only only the fat are dying only the old are dying and there is still that out there but well this is this is crazy this is the the perception of a lot of people and it's not something I'd, I'd like to bring mm-hmm. up and I'm I hope my my friend has a chance to watch this but his brother was was really young he got sick got covid and thought it would pass he didn't want to go see a doctor didn't whatever and within a week he's passed away and he's really young he's like i think he if i'm honest i think he was maybe mid 30s at a at a stretch um but again that's the that's the problem with it is people think they're they're invincible. This doesn't it. just yeah. go at this doesn't just go at him. They're oh, it'll pass. It's just a flu. If I if I have plenty of medicines and I, I eat plenty of food, I'll, I'll be fine. But that's not the case. Like unfortunately, as as much as I think you you listen to conspiracy theories about how it all started and why it all started, and then you think and you're you're told thoughts regarding political gain is what generated this is it was a man-made 
uh, a man-made flu. Um, it's it's just frustrating. Um, like, what can we do apart from listen to people? And when you listen to people who seem to be as idiotic as the next person, <laughs> it's it's like, okay, well, who do we listen to now? The, the professionals aren't changing things. Like the only the only countries really. You ask me, the only countries who really hit it on the head to start with were Australia, New Zealand. They were. They, they, they were willing to accept it. Yeah. They were willing to accept a loss early doors by closing everything. They closed the, nobody was allowed in or out. Yeah. Didn't matter who you were, whether you were traveling, whatever, you weren't allowed in or out. And within a month and a half, two months, they had no cases. Okay, they have cases now because travel's opened up, but it's not yeah. as, and they're a lot more prepared. Yeah. They, so, they quarantine people like it's, they restrict you, like no matter who you are, if you're an athlete, if you're a minister, whoever the hell you are, you have to quarantine. And I don't think that's that's even a possibility in the countries that we live in because they pander around to power too much, you know. They're, they're very gullible and, and they want to rise in power and want to be good in some people's eyes. And Australia and New Zealand just didn't give a shit about it. You know, this athletes who quarantine for 45 45 days in and out if they have to go to a country and come back. It's okay. It's on you. But again, there's people out there going about their lives as, as if nothing happened. You know, there's packed stadiums there. And you, you, could hold, you could hold a fully packed football game there. 60,000 mm-hmm. back to back, you know. But and no masks. See, the thing no is, there's no masks. Yeah, and then you you get people going into stores and oh well, I'm exempt. I'm wearing a mask. I'm exempt. I have a form from my doctor. Why are you exempt? Because you have asthma. Stay home. You're vulnerable. Stay home. Get somebody to go and pick it up for you. Drop it outside your door. You pick it up. Like I, I just before after the first wave, it was I think it was about October. Me and my brother were running soccer camps, so we were running something for the local soccer club and. We had what we had eight groups or seven groups of like 10 kids because we were limited to the amount we could have. So we had seven groups of 10 kids over two days of the week. And one kid comes in and our protocol was you came in, we had numbers set up for the kids who came in. They were two meters apart. Everyone had to change there. As soon as you started training, you could take your mask off. He comes in with no mask. And I said, well, listen, where's your, where's your mask? Oh, I'm exempt. And I'm thinking, why and i think he had asthma but you're playing soccer you're running around you've got asthma fine i'm not saying you don't and it's not bad my brother grew up with asthma but if that's the case this situation you shouldn't be out you shouldn't be involved if you're not if you're not going to follow protocols that are set out by the government (laughs) and not just here worldwide an exempt form for, for asthma means you're vulnerable yeah. because you can't restrict your breathing. If that's the case, you can't restrict your breathing. A respiratory disease that is going on right now is the last thing you want yeah, to be involved in. Yeah. Like, come on. And But it happens everywhere. And people getting on uh, public buses and people going into stores and people doing everything, going shopping normally with exempt forms because they have asthma because they're vulnerable stay home there's companies and businesses developed to accommodate people like yourselves 
They will go and do your home shopping. They'll bring it to your house. They'll drop it off. They'll bring it in and pack it up for you if you want. There couldn't have been a better time. There couldn't have been a better time for us to handle this because almost everyone has online shopping available. You can get your food delivered at your place. Your your groceries can get delivered at your place. What what exactly do you have to do? Nothing. Don't need to step out at all for anything. You don't put a haircut. (laughs) Yeah, the kids are all. See that's <laughs> see I seen this coming fifteen I seen this coming fifteen years ago I'm like okay I'm I'm gonna make sure I can look after myself <laughs> but it's uh it just it just it makes things explode in people's minds about how there is a an element of corruption or a, an element of corruption is the wrong word to say hold on um, there's a I'd say more than an element of people getting financial backing. Like you, yeah. you look at all these small companies, these these uh, homemade companies where they've they've put their livelihood and their their savings into making these small businesses. Whether it be a card shop, whether it be a specialty specialty food shop, whatever, and these companies are having to close down. Yeah. Yet cool. your your big box corporations like we can't play soccer here we can't train we can't do any outside activity in groups yet you can go into walmart our big grocery store you go into walmart and they've got 30 percent capacity 40 percent capacity which is still a couple hundred people plus workers so how's how's this like they do home or online shopping, make those employees that go into the store every day, cut that in half and make the rest of them delivery drivers. Like the one thing that all health professionals have said is exercise. Yeah. If you can exercise with a safe distance between yourself and another person, it's the best thing for your physical health, for your respiratory system and for your mental health. Yeah. But like last summer was canceled here. No, no sports, no leagues. Yeah. This summer is in great danger of being canceled. Although yeah. I'm being told that it's not going to be, but it's been, we have, we have a small window here where we can play outside. We have, we have the drastics. It's like you guys with the, the monsoon weather. You have yeah. really hot <laughs> and crazy hot. <laughs> and then you need flippers to go outside. Where us, it's you need gloves and hats and ridiculous. Yeah. It goes from hot to cold very, very quickly yeah. here. You have a small window of maybe six months that you can actually do organized sport outside. Yeah. And that, again, is in danger because the the government is not allowing things to happen. And it's – we could just go around in circles here because it is frustrating as hell. I mean, I would expect a country like Canada to be – to have a lid on this, honestly. I would expect them to be just as good as, as Australia and New Zealand, which is, so this comes as a surprise, because honestly, I, I can barely look past what is whatever's happening in my country, so I'm kind of surprised that you are having to face these issues. What uh, what were you exactly planning to do if like if if things do open up around you? What is it that you that you want to do? Well, I'm, I'm the head coach of the local team. So we have three teams in, well, the men's division. Um, Before the pandemic, I was, I was planning to come over as the technical director. 
of the local team um, or local club, sorry. So I was going to be in charge of the lot plus, like, so I was going to be president and then myself to, to head the football. Um, I was going to be head coach of the team and playing, obviously. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stopping playing. There's no way. <laughs> um, so pandemic hit, that job became, job became redundant. So I'd not won my family around. I'd kind of bullied them into coming over here. Obviously, they they're, didn't want to. They're, they're from the UK. They have friends and family and that. And I was the same. I'm 21 years I lived in the UK. Um, but the, the avenues to, to go post-playing in the UK are a lot narrower. You have Premier League footballers, Champions League footballers. Yeah. You have it's it's a tough one to crack unless you yeah. know somebody. And that's I know a lot of people, but it's also still a tough nut to crack. And coming over to Canada, yeah. um, in hindsight, is a lot easier to not not a lot easier, but I have a lot bigger reputation in Canada. Yeah. Um, as far as playing for the national team and um having my badges so that was the plan um that job became redundant so we decided to still come over um i've since started a company with my brother or a small business with my brother which again like i said about small businesses mm. we've been restricted to what we're allowed to do so we do we do coaching for football we do sports specific fitness coaching so a lot of things that can benefit ice hockey players, baseball players, yeah. American football players, football players. Um, we do a lot of stuff that people bypass when you go to a personal trainer, you go to a big box gym, people bypass the stuff that we do. We do stuff that I've done through 20 years of playing. Hmm. That's it's the, the game has progressed so far since I started in 99. Um, so trying to implement that into the, people's just natural thought process into how they play and how they work to, to improve themselves. So we do that. We still do it now on zoom sessions, which is frustrating, but it still sees us getting our, our point across to people and um, still the head, I'm the head coach of the, the premier team here. Um, my brother's my assistant. I'm going to be playing. So he'll be head coach half the time anyway. So um, it's just, it's just finding another, another Avenue. It's uh Unfortunately, although I haven't confirmed or written it or anything, it's uh, my professional career was pretty much closed for me. Um, so I'm just moving on. I'm, I'm kind of wiping my hands of it and staying in touch with people around different clubs that I've been at and different leagues that I've played in. So I stay in touch with them and obviously keep an eye on Indian football pretty much yeah. daily. Um. And just going from there, I think it's it's time to to have that clean slate and try and start that next chapter. And hopefully, it's as successful as the first ones. Any, any plans of coming back to India? I don't know. Um, I'd love to. <laughs> Listen, I, you guys seen me out there. You've seen how much I enjoyed it, and the friends I made out there, and yeah, um, especially my playing career. Obviously, Star Sports gave me that that avenue in the yeah. to starting my media career, which has yeah. helped because I've been doing some media work here. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not, it's definitely like, I've got some very good friends out there. Like people, like I would put in part with some of my closest friends in the world. 
So I'm not going to say, no, I won't be out there. Obviously, we're kind of handcuffed right now as to what we can do. Um, like, I just missed my buddy's wedding in, in Kerala. He got married to, two weeks ago. And he's probably one of my best friends I've ever had in life, let alone um, let alone in football. So he's uh, – so Anthony and uh, Tanya, congrats, and I'm sorry I wasn't there. Hopefully you see this. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just it's, – it's tough. I can't, I can't say 100% I'll be back. I'd love to. Um, when? I don't know. Obviously, get rid of this stuff and – get countries back on their feet and then we'll see. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see that when it comes to it, but it's not somewhere I'm going to say, no, I'm not coming back because it's hundred yeah. percent I'd want to. Yeah. I'll probably be as a coach though. Like, cause, cause the, by the looks of it, this might take a couple of years to settle down. And with what you have going on, you would you'd probably want to just set the roots in, try to grow that, grow the business that you want to, and then probably look back at coming here as a coach, maybe. Do you think that's yeah well that's it like i well that's it i need i need i need to listen i've played for so long i need to learn how to be a coach i'm not, I'm not naive i'm not ignorant i'm not like some of the players that you've seen come out and they've had great careers and think oh you know what i'm a coach and then end up being terrible so yeah. i'm not i'm not that person i'm i've turned down a couple of jobs um I, had an assistant's job, which I was offered, and I, I told them I wasn't ready for it. Um, in the ISL? No, 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 not in India. Um, I actually had my ear tested to possibly come over to be a coach if I was interested in it. Um, last ISL, which again I wasn't ready for, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that type to just come in for the money. Yeah. Um. I didn't do it in my playing career. I didn't chase anything just for money. So I'm not going to start that as my first job in my coaching career. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those. I, I, need, I need to wet my feet. I need to, <clears throat> I need to learn how to be a coach. Mm. And I'm, I'm working on it. I, I, this pandemic needs to disappear because I can't actually get my time on the field to, to improve what I, I want to do. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm working on it behind the scenes, and hopefully, if things go well, the rest of this calendar year, by the start of uh, 2022, I'll hopefully be on my A license. So in a couple of years, I'll I'll hopefully be fully licensed, and then then see where it takes me. But listen, I'm I'm a football geek. I'm I'm one of those. <laughs> I watch every game. I'm I I flick through everybody's social media to keep an eye on what's going on and. Not just teams follow super power football. It's it's hey. it's a, it's an important it's an important part of my social media calendar. Um, but it's 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 those things. It's I, I follow the game. I love the game, and I'm never ever going to be out of it. Um, in what capacity I continue my career, I don't know. That depends on how far I get with with where I want to go and and how things align themselves, and yeah. we'll go from there. In terms of uh, the licenses that you've done, uh, what are those exactly? Because honestly, when it comes to all this, I'm, I'm not really sure because I've heard of UEFA licenses, I've heard of FIFA licenses. Which one exactly do you have? Um, well, 
there's to my knowledge there's no fifa licenses it's okay. all through federations so okay. i have my uefa b license i got my my first two levels through the fa in the uk um as soon as you go to your b licenses in europe it goes through federations. so i went through the welsh fa and but it's a uefa b license got it. whereas the afc have their own as well so yeah. um uh, I know players who who are out there who've like Wadu in that. Uh, Clifford Miranda just got his pro license. Yeah, so Clifford's AFC been. Yeah. The AFC one? So, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's equivalent. It yeah. it is it is a a very prestigious honor to get, and it's a very prestigious course to pass. Um, so Clifford, like I I played with Clifford at um at ATK, and. Yeah. He played one more year, I think, and then he stopped. And as soon, but he was already doing his coaching badges. Yeah. So after that, what ISL two after that season, I think he was already working on his AFCB license. Hmm. Um. So it's incredible. Like he's such a like he's a he's a student of the game. Like he he is class. Cliff. He's really really good guy, but he just loves the game. And very similar to Wadu, mm-hmm. Wadu's very intelligent when it comes to, in, in, when it comes to coaching. And I seen it with when I was at Pune, and he was in charge of the, the, the academy, the under 18s yeah. and that. Yeah. It, he's these guys like. I hope there's more international players, former international team players, who are going to push for it because these guys care so much about their country and so much about the game. And I hope in a couple of years, I'm not saying tomorrow, I'm not saying in two years and in five, 10 years, I'm hoping that some of these guys are going to be recognized because why, why shouldn't they be chasing ISL jobs? Why shouldn't they be chasing the national team job? Exactly. Why there's why, why go and throw, stupid amounts of money at, at coaches from like no disrespect to Igor Stimat. He's come in and he's had to change it. He's had to overhaul the whole system. He's brought in a lot of new players yeah. and I, everyone will look back at the last couple of results and say, Oh, this guy's not good. Well, that's not true. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough process. Yeah. You, you haven't got a team full of Sunil Tetris anymore. You haven't got a, you haven't got these yeah. players who, who've gone out there and, just proven on the world stage that they're ready. You, but you've got a lot of players who've proven domestically that they're ready. You've got to lose some. It's a, it's a diff. Oh, you, you have lose to. Some game it's, it's, Absolutely. But unfortunately, it's a winning, it's a result-orientated game. If you yeah. go and lose one bad game, you're going to have people after you with the uh, pitchforks and everything <laughs> like that. And it's like, but that's unfortunately the way it is. And, so Steam matches changed things, but has he changed it enough? I know people const, uh, Constantine did really well, yeah. but was he good to watch? And that was the quite that was the problem. So here, this is where you have the problem, and this is where fans need to realize is yeah. you were getting results with Constantine, but you didn't like watching his teams play. Steam matches got the team playing better football. But not getting the results. Which which one do you want? Mm-hmm. You decide because how do you meet in the middle? 
It's the tough one. It's like it's like Pep and Jose Mourinho. Yeah. They get you they get you results, but what would you rather do? Watch Man City from from this season and two years ago and three years ago? Or Chelsea from ten years ago? Yeah. One nil, two nil, two one, or four nil, five nil, five three, five four. Like which which one yeah. which one do you want? But you have with the to risk decide. of conceding as well, with the risk of conceding, because that happens with with City as well sometimes. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like they're they're conceding, they're winning games five four. They're getting yeah. they're going to win four two, four three, five four, two one. Like yeah. they're never keeping clean sheets until this season. Yeah. So this is where on on the world stage, it's a completely different thing. You lose games on the world stage, and it's it's everlasting. Yeah, especially if it's qualifier, you lose one qualifier and you lose five nothing. Yeah, that that sits there and that's going to hit you hard. You do it in the Premier League, you have thirty-seven other games. Yeah, or thirty whatever. You have so many other games to go and recover. You do it on the international yeah. stage, and now people are after. I, I think they extended Steam Match's contract for for five months yeah. or something like that till the end of the had, qualifying campaign. But had to. Yeah, I mean. It's it's all it almost feels like there's a lack of faith there. You know, whenever there's five month contracts or a year long contracts being given out, it almost almost feels like I don't know what what you feel like as a footballer, but me as a fan, I'm thinking they're clearly not interested in the guy long term. Because if you're talking about you're talking a big game, follow up on it as well. You know, and that's been the problem. I think they're taking social media comments and the reaction uh, from from the fans a bit too seriously. Because you've got to lose, you've, you've got to give in to this. You, know, you, you can't be like Rome wasn't built in a day. We need to lose to get where we need to be. And we're just not playing the football, that's totally fine. But th- there's positive factors here and there that you can you can be like, you can look at it and be like, you know what, let's give this guy time. And I think the proof is in the pudding. You know, I wasn't the biggest fan of the guy in the first place. I was I was never over the top with him, with his coaching experience and everything. But now that you've gotten him, uh, him in, there's so many things that happen around him as well that will change. Because I think you can speak to it as well. When a coach goes, especially from a national team, how much how much changes around it, like, especially in a country like India, which is still trying to establish the identity of, uh, of football that they want to play at, the, at a grand scale, you know, even with age group teams. And the head coach of the national team has a big role to play. So if you get someone in for two years and then all of a sudden you get someone in, Every guy has new ideas, and you're literally back to square one, and not getting any progress at all. And and it's the next generation of players. Like that's the yeah. thing you they've got to realize: the next generation doesn't go from you do go from A to F. You don't do that. You have to go yeah. through B, C, D. You have to generate that, and <clears throat> it has to be a slow process. And unfortunately, yeah. <clears throat> like I said soon i'm not saying it's this year next year the year after the india is going to lose sunil it's yeah. it's it's human nature <laughs> the guys are the guys are phenom yeah but it's he's a he's a once in two three generation type player yeah like you guys you guys were very fortunate you had uh i am vijayan you had bai chung you had sunil. Sunil. so where's the next one and this is what the country's trying to, and i'm not pinning it on one player but unfortunately, when it comes to goal scoring, when it comes to leading a team, Sunil's been dragging the, the team for years. Yeah. And now you've got the next generation 
your next generation, Sun, uh, Sandesh, yeah. center back. He's he's what twenty seven years old now. Twenty, I think he's come twenty seven. Yeah, I think he's twenty seven. Twenty seven, twenty eight ish. But that's it. Like he's your next leader, yeah. and then you have you have Sahal. Sahal needs to become a lot more consistent. Yeah. Tapa still still a baby in football. These yeah. guys, Ashik, these guys are top players. I think Ishan's well, coming. Right? I think Ishan's got a chance of being yeah. a very good player. Yeah. But again, he needs time. He needs he needs minutes. He's just gone a whole year of playing less than two hundred minutes, which is crazy. But again, who's to argue with Fernando? He's gone out and he's done so well in in Asia already, and he's he's another qualification, another trophy for for Goa. So, well, not a trophy, but another another yeah. good season for Goa. As good as a trophy, to be honest, if they make it to knockouts. Oh, <laughs> well, exactly. that'll be the biggest trophy. Biggest but trophy that's gone off last year. So that's gone off last yeah. year's football. Yeah. So this year, I think it was, they were helped a little bit. I'll, I'll be honest. They were helped. There were some suspensions that possibly could have been implemented, but weren't in some miraculous way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting into it. So, um <laughs> No, but Goa's Goa. Yeah. Hey, listen, Goa's Goa. Goa's always played the same way. They've they yeah. they've got the credit they deserve, and they're in Europe, and they're or in Europe in Asia, and they're yeah. doing very very well, and yeah. they're against some good teams. So you can't you can't stick your nose up at conceding a late goal against a top yeah. team. And um, hey, fair play. It's a. It's it's funny. It's it's great to see Diraj doing so well because it, I think it all stemmed off of Nawaz turning down a contract and okay, well we'll replace you and they have uh, they bring him in and hey, look at him now he's one of the most recognised goalkeepers in in Asia. in Asia right now. And no disrespect to him, he's still he's years away from getting a sniff at the national team. Yeah, because yeah. well, you look at Gurpreet, you look at Amrinder, and he, please explain to me how Arendam wasn't in the squad. <laughs> I know. Listen, listen, talk to me, please. The guy's just won the Golden Glove. The guy's just been incredible. Okay, he made some mistakes. But two seasons back to back has been two seasons, but people will say, "Oh, but he made big mistakes in big games." But so did Gurpreet, and so did Amrinder. Oh, absolutely. And hey, listen, there's no question mark. Gurpreet and Amrinder are the two best keepers in the country. There's no question mark. And I've I've played with Emrinder when he was a baby at ATK and to see how he's grown into what he is now. He's learned from mistakes. And Gurpreet's Gurpreet. The guy's a beast. The guy kicks the ball 200 yards. He throws the ball 200 yards. He catches everything, stops everything. Like he's, he's, yeah. he's a phenom keeper. Um, but to know that Diraj, who I played with at, after his under-17 World Cup, he came into to Kerala and it was a big coup for us and he never really got a sniff and it was tough on him. Um, but he's bounced back, went to ATK, same thing, didn't get enough games. And unfortunately, that's happening a lot now. It's happening a lot around India. Is this one young player has a great season. Oh, we need to buy him. Let's get him, get him. And then you lose him. He doesn't play a game for a couple of years. Yeah. It's it's hard and hey if if the team's winning games and um 
Like it's happened a couple of times with ATK. People have they've brought them in. Or sorry, ATK Mohammedan. I don't want to get in trouble on social media again, guys. Um, <laughs> but a lot of times they're bringing in young players and they're playing two, three games a season. Bring them in and send them out on loan. If that's the case, if you're adamant on signing somebody, exactly. Like, uh, what's his the the young boy from ATK, the winger, uh, Total. Come on. Yeah. He needs to he needs to play games. I don't care where it is. It's like this kid was one of the best and most exciting players. And it's hard for him at eight uh game on Magan because he's not gonna get into the team and the team's so set set. Yeah. And you bring in Marcelino, you bring in you keep Williams and Krishna and you have Jayesh and he's not gonna get in there. It's 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 bad on him, but yeah. it's you, he can't argue. So it's but these players need to be playing games and um it's it's just frustrating and you see a lot of them coming out and um like is it is that the young boy who had a good season at northeast apoya uh which one are you talking about uh the midfielder he was one of the best players in their team this year i can't remember names apoya at northeast yeah apoya yeah like there's rumors of him moving hmm. but where's he going to move to and what teams are you going to break into? Because unfortunately, playing center mid, it's a it's a rarity getting a, an Indian center mid to break into a team because most teams have their set their set foreigners. And it's I know obviously your financial gain is going to change two, three times over, four times over, whatever. If you move to one of the bigger teams, but yeah. at the risk of not playing games, I'm not saying you won't. You might walk into a, a ATK Mahmagan or a Mumbai or or go and, and play every game. He might, but yeah. he might not. So he's seeing it far too often right now. And unfortunately, that's the problem with the finances is you have some teams who give players chances, um, but they'll get offered two, three, four times as much somewhere else. And people try to look after their families. And unfortunately, after, if you go from, you go from 20 lakhs a season to one crore, it's not even a question. Exactly. That's, That's exactly what's happening. Smaller teams are getting, I say the smaller teams, the yeah. smaller financial back team. What a coach. But I don't even know where we got sidetracked from, by the way, because I know this comment <laughs> didn't, this, this conversation didn't start. I don't remember exactly where, though. <laughs> it was about the Indian coaches. That's where we started. You're talking about Clifford. Yeah, yeah. Sir, there you go. So, yeah. So, yeah. Clifford. Assistant coach at Goa again in another successful season and they're going into Asian competitions and competing and, and doing so well. Yeah. I think uh, I think along the lines, I think you need to see some more players like that. I'd love yeah. to see it, but I'm not sure whether he's interested and I'd love to see Sunil push into coaching because he I'd has such yeah. he has such a leadership, he has such a presence about him. People yeah. will listen. Players Absolutely. will listen. Yeah. And I don't think it's on his agenda. I'm, listen, I'm speaking because I don't know, but I, I doubt it's on his agenda. I think he's got a lot of other pressing things to work on. I think he could go down the same avenues as Baichung, where they have their their influence on the game without actually being there. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to see I, I think it'd be incredible. I know Robin, big Robin Singh's working on his badges yeah. because, I, again, Unjustly, that guy couldn't didn't get a club this year. That was yeah. uh, no, I, I, honestly what a mess. He has 
it's it's ridiculous. Like he's a, one of my best mates, and yeah, I people look at stats and think, oh, he's not good enough. That's part of my French, but that's bullshit. Yeah, the guy works his and this. See, I put him when I, I was asked to do my my all time teams and this and that. I put him up there, not because he scored goals, not because because I see him every day. I see how hard he works, and people don't think he does because he doesn't bang in twenty goals a season and fifteen goals a season. That doesn't make a difference. I I won the player of the year, the hero of the league, the first season with five goals, yeah. not because I scored five goals. Because of my work ethic, because of the way I trained, the way I did everything, and people seen it on a daily basis in games and training and everything. That's where I hold Robin, and players like that. That's where I yeah. hold them is because I see them daily. Yeah. I see them working ridiculously hard to improve themselves and to improve the team and to help the team. Mm-hmm. And to see him go this year, he was heartbroken, G- genuinely heartbroken because he's worked. I've never seen somebody in such good shape out yeah. of season when they haven't got a club. Talking to him regularly and the guy's shredded. Like he's in the best shape I've seen him in a long time and couldn't get a club, couldn't get yeah. a sniff. Like, come on, man. But you're throwing money at foreign players who are going to sit on the bench and you're throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars at them to sit on the bench and do nothing? Play two, three games a season? Makes no sense, man. It's it's almost like these these owners and these coaches are completely uprooted from reality. Like they have no idea what goes on in any football. They have no idea of like who's advising these people. Because because I'm sure if they if they come to someone who's already played with Robin Singh, will speak highly about him. You know, I'm sure he'll do a lot better than your your first under 17 graduate. I'm sure he'll do better. I'm sure he'll do better than any of these foreign players that you get because he has more of an understanding of any football. You know, because he's been there, he's played. You know, there's there's no adapting period there, and it's it's almost like it, it, it goes back. It goes back to the same league as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, like this is the same thing here. It's is he too old? He's thirty years old. How's that too old? <laughs> it's it's he's, he's never athletic prime. No, no disrespect to Robin. He's never yeah. been quick. Yeah, he's never, but he's done a job. He's always you don't done have a job. to be quick to be a good striker. It's as simple as that. Because because Robin, his game has evolved as well. And this is this is me from my limited football watching experience uh, with the ISL. He's one of the few strikers who knows how to drop back and make space for your better players up front. I I rarely see players do that. And you know, Manveer Singh did it all this season, and they were all over him. But you have you really seen Robin Singh do that? Because this is what happens with social media. Because you. You get a popular opinion that you know get traction, and then the first thing is that oh, okay, this comment got seventy likes. Who is he thrashing? He's thrashing Robin Singh. This is my opinion, and this is this is the generation that we live in. You know, it's 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 so stupid that people can't form their own opinions, and that's why I'm very careful about what I say uh, sometimes because what the conversation that we are having will also have an effect on the conversation the fans have in the future, and which is one of the biggest reasons why Robin did not get a club and. Of course, whatever happens in any football, sometimes which you absolutely could cannot put a finger to, but it's sometimes as simple as saying that hey, people don't like him, and it's stupid. It's stupid, and it's uprooted from reality. Well, I, I've I've witnessed it, well, at least for the first five seasons. There's a lot of dodgy stuff going on. There is. There always is. It's no one. I'll, I'll say it. I know it's easy. It's easier for me to say it. There's a yeah. lot of dodgy stuff goes on. There's a lot of people get their pockets lined. There's a lot of 
as we say in the UK and whatever brown paper bags get handed around here, there and everywhere. But that shouldn't affect and influence a player's career. It shouldn't. It should not come into that. Is yeah. I'll get you a move from A to B, but if you want that move, you have to give me X amount of money. You have to give yeah. me this amount. So what's the point of me getting this contract if you're going to take a third of it? For what? For what have you done? Just because exactly. you're in the back room? Like, explain to me this. You have Aaron Dam, like we've spoke about, and I'm reading yeah. the stories, and I'm, I don't think it's been 100% confirmed yet, although it's 99% confirmed. Aaron Dam, best keeper in ISL for the last two seasons. On stats, yeah? One, yeah. Two, well, one trophies. Why are they bringing in Amrinder? No disrespect to Amrinder. Why? Why is Amrinder wanting to leave a team that he's just walked all over the ISL with? Yeah. Because something's happened where somebody's gone, oh, well, I can get you here for this and this. And I know the people who've done it, and I think it's so wrong. It's ridiculous. And they'll say they didn't do it, but it's it's that's lies. But there's no reason a player should be sort of, what's the word? Toted around by somebody when they're captain of their team. Yeah. They've just led them to the league for the first time. All the hype around Mumbai over the last six years, nothing, yeah. never achieved anything. Yeah. All of a sudden, Libera comes in, they play this type of football. It's beautiful to watch, great players. You have all these big name players, and Amrinder Singh is their captain, yeah. rightfully. And now somebody behind the scenes goes, oh, you know what? I think it's a good idea if I go and tout him around. No, that's wrong. Don't care what you say. That's wrong. It's so wrong. And it's somebody who works for the club. And they are they still employed by the club? It looks like it. Why? Why? Like, why, why is something so dodgy being done behind the scenes, which is going to affect your team? But then they're going to go in and bring in rumors I'm hearing are now as coming in. No. So now I was coming in to replace Amrinder. I'm sorry, no disrespect to Nawaz, but it's a that's like it's, me selling it's like selling Lewandowski and signing Origi. And that's no disrespect to Nawaz. It's a different kettle. It's a different yeah. kettle of fish. And I think it's I think it's so wrong that this stuff's going on. Allow agents who are not involved with clubs do all that stuff, but there's no way that Amrinder should be getting pushed around and Aaron Dam, the one of the best keepers in the league, having to leave now. Like why? What's the, what's or is he reason? gonna sit on the bench? Is, is he it, gonna go from the best player to bench player? What's the reason? Is it is it just because someone else's pockets is, uh, are being filled? I'm something something's not right. <clears throat> like he can't like if that was the case and you're captain of Mumbai, you go into Mumbai and say, listen, these guys have offered me this. I want to stay here. Can you meet halfway? Can you meet me here? Like I listen, I'm Rinder's incredible person. Incredible person. Trained so hard. Incredible player. He's getting better and better as he gets older. Yeah. And get older. I think he's I think he's only 27, something like that. He's still yeah. only a baby yeah. as well. Yeah. But <clears throat> and there's too many people with side careers and side tracks, and they they think it's right to to try and influence people with green stuff. And I think it's so wrong. And People like now that that's having going to have an effect on one of the best players from the last couple of years in India. Mm. So now Arandam, where's he going to go? Is he going to play or is he going to sit on the bench? Exactly. So what's <laughs> going to happen to his career? 
so it's 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 just frustrating to watch and i i don't like this side of the game because it it happened when i was there um players getting brought into line it happened when i was in the uk so i can't just say it's just india so don't don't take yeah, it that yeah. way of course yeah but but i just think it's wrong that people are trying to influence and it just stems out to like was it the biggest story that came out a couple of weeks ago was that Mino Raiola about Erling Haaland being shopped around clubs. Did you yeah. see the demands? Do me a favor. You're not that good. Go and go and you're, he's a good player, but he's not the best player in the world. Nope. Not, not by a stretch. He's 21 years old, 20 years old. Yeah. That Raiola and people like Raiola and George Mendes or Jorge Mendes or whatever he wants to call himself. These guys are cancers. These guys are ruining the game. These guys are making people that love the game, that sit and watch the game as fans, making us sick. Mm. Like, how can you go and demand that stuff? How? I, yeah, let me go. Let me go and shop you out to Barcelona, a team that's nearly a billion euros in debt. Yeah, here, give me another billion. Do me a favor. Like, come on, be realistic. But that's the game's gone. The game is so financially driven now. We go under the European Super League, which I'm, I'm not going into. I'm not going to start a conversation. <laughs> go on forever. Well, that's that, I just, yeah. Um, I just, I just, I want people, listen, I know you have to get a foot up in the world to, to make a living and all that, but I just want people to be a bit more honest and a bit more, a bit better integrity, to be honest. I think... Yeah. Because people are trying to sort their financial side of things and their their conscience while ruining other people's chances, and I think it's wrong. And um, it's it's kind of at the my train of thought at the moment is I'm getting out of the game at the right time. Hmm. Listen, if I if it, if this all this was happening ten years ago, I could have made twice as much, three times, five times as much money. Of course, that's always the case. Yeah, but. Yeah. I'm I'm happy that I'm leaving with my integrity intact. Yeah. And I'm not having these issues as a part of what influenced me in my career. Yeah. Um and I'll I'll get questions about that. Oh well you left especially in India, you you left Kerala to go to ATK, you left ATK to go back to Kerala. And I'll yeah. tell you this 100%, none of that was financially driven. Yeah, no, you told me this before. Yeah. So I could have I could have chosen money over over whatever. If that was the case, I probably wouldn't have ended up back up at Kerala. And if that happens, then I probably don't snap my ACL. And if that happens, I probably so everything has happens for a reason and everything has a domino effect on what else happens. So okay. um I I know I'm leaving the game as a player with my integrity intact. And I know that I'm I'm happy about that. You know what I mean? It's, but I think there's a lot of people around now, and it's happened, not just India. Like I said, it's happened everywhere. I think there's a lot of people who are driven by things other than love of the game and playing it. Of course. And it's it's wrong. It's, we play a sport. We're paid to play a sport for a living, a game we love. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Would you rather wake up at seven in the morning or six in the morning and travel two hours to work, work eight hours and then travel two hours back for not a lot of money? It happens daily for for, for people in India. I know that. They, yeah. 
Like I know that there's hundreds of thousands of people in each city every single day are traveling hours and hours for, for enough to put foot on the table and then go home. That's it. Yeah. So we're fortunate people, man. Let's stop being greedy. Let's stop ruining the game and the integrity of the game for, for a couple of dollars in your pocket. Like, come on. Well, yeah. Hey, that can get, that gets me upset. So, um, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's just one of those as well in any football. Cause another thing that I, that I see constantly is that you, how do I put this? You, when you, <laughs> there's a, there's a nice, nice girl that you, that you have in college. You happen to like her quite a lot. She's cute. But you know where you are. You're from a middle class family and she's she's essentially royalty. Now you wanna get her. You do get her in your life. What is what happens eventually? You go bankrupt. Because you can't afford that. And that's essentially what happens in football sometimes, especially in any football. Because I feel that where the ISL is with the amounts that they pay to the foreigners and the top Indian players, compared to where the I League is, which is essentially a breeding ground for all these youngsters. There's such a big discrepancy there. It it's uprooted. It's 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 so far away from reality, which is why there's something that I said to Mandar as well, uh, Mandar out this side, uh, that they almost treat young players like gold. That let me buy them right now for cheap, and I'll try to sell them later, uh, and try to make some cash on it. And it's and they try to keep them. They try to preserve them, same as Koma Thakur's case. You know that kid. Under 17 World Cup, he only played one game and there was such hype around him. You know, calling him Indian Neymar and stuff like that. Imagine if that guy got to play regularly. But they, he could not because he was kept preserved like gold and they tried to sell him on. And they forget that these these kids, they come from absolutely nowhere where they're in your own currency. If I translate it, they, they probably just make around, what, 300 pounds a month? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's the whole, that's, that's what their family is surviving on. So they do end up taking those contracts, but there's no one that's guiding them and telling them that kid, you know what, let's take a 50% fall on your income, play in the I league. But then later when you are established as a football player, this is the, the world of opportunities kind of opens up to you. And even the fans, like their expectation is, is just, like they don't understand where these kids come from. And they were like, why didn't you sign uh, for a European club? Why didn't you sign for a Asian club? I can't believe this is not happening. And it's like, even the fans have not been educated enough. And the whole, the whole aura that the ISL has created uh, with footballers being paid well and their superstars and stuff like that, in reality, uh, they struggle to put food on the table. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a sad reality. That's where, they, yeah. that's where the living in the hotels and everything, these guys make... X amount, like I don't, I won't go into finances with it, but they make X amount a year per month. They get enough to feed their family at home, but they're staying in hotels. They're getting fed. They're getting put in a bed. They've got a roof over their heads. So you don't notice the, the financial burden that their contracts are having. And, yeah. But that's exactly it. And this is where you, you need the right people around you and not, like I think if you look across the players in the ISL, the Indian players in the ISL, you look across who their representation is. 
and I know some of them and there's some of them are really good people. There's some, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you look at the representation and I'm willing to bet you've got maybe 10 agents for every player in the ISO. <laughs> and you'll get one player will go around to player A and say, I can get you this at this club and I'll get you 50,000 for the year. I get 10,000 of that. You get a good contract. Whereas he could possibly get 70,000 at one club, another club, and he'll get 5,000 of that. So oh, I'll push you to this one because I'm getting more from this one. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I think I'm, I'm, I like the fact that the ISL is generating more and more young players to play. You're getting it year in, year out. You mainly get it from like Goa. I've brought through quite a few young players. Um, Northeast, every single year, they pop one player out. Those guys. Like it's crazy and it's great to see and um it's great to see Manbir. Manbir moved. That's one shining light in the the moving to a bigger club. Yeah. Manbir, I think he's a ten times better player than he was at Goa. I thought yeah. he brought more to his game this year. I thought he realized he's not an out and out striker anymore as much as he wants to be. He has the athleticism to be very, very positive as a winger yeah. um, but I, I just we we need to see more and more players coming through we need to see more and more players playing football not signing for big clubs playing football yeah. and I think that's where soon whether you'll get the clubs to buy into it and I know you always hear rumors of it and it's financially too too big for clubs, but you, this is where you're need, going to need to soon see promotion relegation because that's the only way you're going to get clubs on an even keel apart from maybe two or three clubs. But that's what the Premier League is. Exactly. That's what La Liga is. That's what all, all the biggest clubs, all the biggest leagues in the world, not every team has the same financial backing. Not every, yeah. nobody. You have five, six, maybe 10 teams in the yeah. top leagues who can compete with each other financially. But you always have that gym. You always have that Leicester City. You always have that uh, Bolton Wanderers did it years and years ago. Yeah. Um, Real Sociedad doing it now. And you have these teams who who do things right and they get what they deserve. Yeah. Okay, you're going to have a lot of teams losing. Like, listen, it's not it's not massive money from for TV rights in India, if any. Yeah. So it's not like they can complain like that about the ISL and, um, well, the ISL teams get more team. I don't think they get much, if any. Most of it yeah. goes through uh, Reliance and through the, the league owners and their manis and that. So yeah, they don't get anything in, in, in India, at least. Yeah. Well, then, there you go. So doing a promotion relegation, why not? Yeah. You're going to have more teams. But the I-League doesn't want to lose their stature of the I-League. But the I-League wasn't the I-League before it was the I-League. It was the other. Yeah, it was not. So, so, yeah. so. Oh, it's a sad one. And it's it's almost like you're not, not giving people who are in the I-League, who are essentially the beating grounds for all these young footballers who are coming up, you're not giving them enough of an incentive to make an investment. Because if they are like... If are they still the breeding ground? 
I mean, of course, like no, I know, I, I no, that's that's the debate, and I know that's the debate, and the I League was always the breeding ground up until a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, with whatever's happened so, to I League, and some would say unjustly, I would say right now, with the number of people watching it and the amount of interest that has gone down, I would say not so much, but still, like if you if you want young players to play, if you really want your young players to eventually go on and play in the national team and be good players instead of just being these players who come in 20 minutes every every third game you kind of want them to play in the i league because that's truly where they will get to play so while it's not a breeding ground right now it can easily be that's your best bet for a breeding ground isl isn't you know because you know exactly what happens there agendas change that's it all about making a return that's where they need to that's where they need to invest in and the leagues need to put their egos aside. Yeah. Think about the generation of the the next footballers. Yeah. If, listen, I league and no disrespect to it, I never played in it. I know a lot of people who have. I know a lot of people who've coached there. Um, there is a gap. And it comes from finances. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, of course. Where people are able to change, where people are able to change their infrastructures. But again, where's the where's this gonna go? Is where's this gonna lead when you don't have, especially in the ISL, you don't have your own stadiums. You're renting these stadiums for insane amounts of money. Insane. I've I've seen it, especially in Kerala, insane yeah. amounts of money. They're renting their stadium, where, where nobody else plays. Yeah. Again, let's line each other's pockets. We have to. We have the stadium that's empty three quarters of the year, but we get X amount off Kerala Blasters, so that's that's enough for us. Well, why not come together and and generate things through it? And I'm not just saying Kerala Blasters. I know it happens at Salt Lake. I know it happens everywhere. Yeah. So they need to come together and just say, "Well, listen, okay, we're the first league. We're the second league. We're." promotion relegation okay there's not a third league there's nowhere in the isl or the i league two and isl whatever two and all that yeah it's not a great standard i've watched it i used to go out and watch them quite a lot yeah it's not a fantastic standard but i think introducing the promotion relegation i think that is a way to give like you say to the the i league teams now and you say to them well you get promoted to the ISL and you never know. You might, you can get into Europe, you can get into the Asia Cup, you can get, like the, the it's still doing it that way, isn't it, this year, where the yep. I-League team goes into Champions League? Is it straight into Champions League now? Not, or the uh, AFC Cup? none of that. No, 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 AFC Cup, yeah. I, I don't think, because yeah, I know they were, they were Champions League. Yeah, yeah. So they were Champions League before, but, Listen, it, I, I just think they need to stop having an us and them. Put your your agendas aside. Yeah. AI, AIFF needs to come together with ISL and with I-League and just have them on an even keel. Okay, there's, yeah. there, is a, there is a difference in this quality and the financial back, and we know that. But they need to, they need to come together. And I know I'm going to upset people when I say this about I league and ISL and come together and yeah. ISL is the top league and it is. And, and it's 
I'm not trying to make enemies. I'm not, <laughs> I'm just realistically with the, with the way the world is going and in football, the financial backing of the ISL is far beyond the I league. Mm-hmm. And that is what generates, it's gone from a tournament to a league, which yeah. I know it was a franchise league and all that or tournament yeah, yeah. at the start, but now it's changed. Yeah. It's an actual, it's an actual league with clubs that are, that are generating fan bases. And now that you have East Bengal and East, uh, ATK Mambagan, you have that rivalry there again, yeah. which it'll be better once the pandemic's gone so you can see Salt Lake with 90,000 people in it, which will be fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. But they need to come together and try and just think about the, the end game. Let's, let's generate the next 10, 15, 20 years on, together, yeah. <clears throat> both leagues. Let's keep going. Let's, let's get these players playing at the most competitive league that they possibly can. Yeah. If you have a, the equivalent of the championship in the Premier League, you have uh, Total at ATK Mambagan not getting a game. Okay, well, Real Kashmir's in the championship. They need a right winger. Let's send him Ooh. out there for three months. Guy gets 15 games in, comes back yeah. full of energy, full of confidence. But exactly. they don't do it because there's so many personal agendas which are which are halting players' progression. And I think it's I think it's sad to see because that's that's people being very narrow minded to what their immediate goals are rather than the, the long term for the collective. And I'm sounding very political with these words, but it's the truth. <laughs> and I think it I think it need, it does. It's it's yeah. people's careers are getting put on hold because somebody somebody's agenda is more narrow-minded and I, I think it needs to be changed yeah and the AI as well I, I just feel like how do I put this subtly I think they have their handheld way too much and sometimes it's it's really about putting the game in front rather than all their relationships that they're trying to keep and I understand you know uh, where we are right now it wouldn't have been possible had they made a few commercial partnerships here and there totally understandable but to put the game at the forefront is what's more important because, uh, again, I-League does not have an Asian status anymore. You know, all the three clubs that do come out and play in Asia are all ISL clubs. And now you've got people in the I-League who are questioning why exactly do we play in it. So unless you don't have a promotion relegation system, you've got clubs like Gokulam Kerala who are doing everything right. They have a women's team, they've got a youth academy, they've got... Uh, they've got fans filling out the stadium when it was uh, it was a thing. Champions, man, champions. They're champions of, of the I-League. And they're doing everything right. And they don't want to pay the franchise fee to join the ISL either, which is exactly the kind of answer you hope for uh, from a club that has a has a spine. Where's the reward? The reward is only going to be there if you finally give them the avenue where they, they're like, okay, I-League champions this year, next year is the ISL. And then the doors open up because then they can go on and play in Asia because... That is a consistent club right there, you know. Uh, say whatever you want about Kerala Blasters being the biggest club in Kerala. The way Gokulam is doing things right now, it won't be it won't be long before they become the biggest ones. Because they're so consistent with everything. And these clubs don't get the shine that they deserve. And the system needs to be... I, I agree. I 100% agree. But then this is where you open up a can of worms. And I'm not saying it's correct. But... You're saying they don't want to pay the franchise fee. Did East Bengal and Mohammed Gan pay theirs to enter? They did, yeah. And that, but, see, that that's, and I, I understand. And okay, Gokulam 
Kerala haven't got the the same financial backing, the same history that those two clubs have. Yeah. But that again argues on their point is we paid yeah. the fee, we have this history. So yeah. if you want to do the same thing, well then yeah. and I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's wrong, yeah. but you're always gonna have that can of worms opened up if you allow one team not to do it and the next team had to. So yeah. it's again, I think they're gonna have to come up with something. Yeah, they did. Like didn't if, they? About if they, the five-year plan in the the yeah. five-year plan so, that they did well, come up with, which is essentially, I think, twenty-two, twenty-three is when the promotion does open up. But you still kind of gave, good. yeah, few clubs a window to enter via franchisee, which both of uh, East Bengal and Mohan Bagan did, because they clearly knew that there was no money to be made in the I League. But then you still kind of feel bad about about the rest yeah. of the I League clubs, because in, in the I League, the future. You can't look forward to three years. You can only look forward to the next year tops, because mm-hmm. after that you don't even know if that club will exist. There won't be paperwork for that club because they will disappear that soon because the amount of money that that's the sad in. thing. Yeah, that's the sad thing. Like you seen it. Well, all three teams in Pune gone. Yeah, I said exactly. team two two I League teams gone. Yeah, like my <clears throat> I got asked to come out to was it Barat. Uh, not sure. Bharat, remember they were they they were in Pune. So you had uh, Pune FC and then you had Bharat. I think it was Bharat. Bharat FC. Yeah. They were in the Ailey. I think the so. I think so. That's the other five club. Five years That's ago. That's the other Ailey club. I got yeah. asked to come out. DSK Shivaji. Because my friend was there. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. No, because you had DSK and then you had another one, Bharat. Okay. So you had three teams. Yeah. You had three, I don't think uh, DSK were the same year as Barat. They were only out for one season. Yeah. yeah but I got asked to come there. out because yeah. my buddy was one of the, he was like the assistant coach and player. Yeah. And I got asked to come out and then it looked like a great setup. And then next year gone. And then you, yeah. you had DSK, looked like a great setup. They had the Liverpool Academy. They had Changte. They had Jerry. They had uh, Sandesh. Yeah, they had. I think Anas was there. They had. They had all these players, yeah. and they looked like a good setup. And then all of a sudden, gone, disappeared, closed down. Liverpool Academy, DSK is gone. It's like same thing happened at Pune FC. Pune FC had an incredible training ground, and Arata was there, and Arata was captain there, and he was doing so well, and and then all of a sudden, gone, yeah. and now. Uh, FC Pune and ISL financial problems gone like it's crazy that clubs are just able to just dissolve exactly and there's there's no contingency plan either because you know you're going to bleed money you know for a fact you know that no ISL club is, is making profit right now you know no ILE club makes profit but as as business owners and as league owners and as the football federation of this country, how can't you foresee that? How can't there be a sustainable plan? Because this is what happens when you get you get players. This again goes back to the same point. When you are a middle class guy, don't don't date the the daughter of the royalty. Don't do it. Yeah. Because you might end up bleeding, which is exactly what happens. And it's, yeah. it's a sad reality. Yeah, I think they need to get. I think. 
but the, the, again, here lies another problem: is you get big corporate sponsors and you get big backing from from companies to help endorse the league and give money to the league, it, and it doesn't get spread equally. So, it's if you got fifty million sent in from, I don't know what company, no, Toyota or something like that, or no. um, Honda and all this, you get money sent in, guaranteed that. 50% of all that money will go to your ATK Mamba, Ganji, and Mumbai's Goas. And it would still even miss out certain ISL clubs. So it's 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 one of those, where do you get the backing yeah. from? Does everyone go and get it? individual backing? But in this current climate, will anyone get individual backing? So yeah. it, it's it's a it's a tough one, I think. For the good of the game, they need to get this relegation promotion put in for the good of the game for all players coaches national team at all levels and the infrastructures yeah. need to continue progressing they need to have youth leagues they need to have reserve leagues like your reserve leagues why don't and i've said this for years and I, i'm sure i said it to you last time we had the the interview was why don't the each club travel with 25 players yeah Kerala blasters play fc goa on Friday night or Saturday night or whatever, on Sunday lunchtime, Sunday evening, the reserve team plays. So every player is getting games. Yeah. Do it that I know they tried to do something similar in the bubble this year, which is good, but yeah. implement that for season wide when they're traveling around the country. Do that. And then you're not having players not playing games and then coming in eight weeks' time and being rusty and having a bad game and then they're out of the team again for eight weeks. And it's, I think it's, it's something they need. The infrastructure needs to continually get better. Don't just yeah. rest on your laurels and say, we're, we're ready. No, you're not. You'd still need facilities. You still need your own facilities. Costs a lot of money, but so does everything. So does running a football club. You need a stadium. You need a training facility. You need, reserve teams you need youth teams you need academies you can't just build an academy from under sevens and up to under 15s or under 12s and expect that to bridge the gap it's not going to bridge the gap there needs to be a bridge the whole way exactly because you yeah. can't ask them to go from here and then jump a six foot space to to get to the other side not every <laughs> not everyone makes that jump <laughs> but that's it it's nobody not everyone makes that jump yeah you go, you go from a it's it's it needs to be from the bottom all the way to the top and that's something that's improved at a lot of teams i know that because i know people who run the the programs but it still needs work it still needs to to continually be worked on and and invested in that's the biggest yeah. thing is invested in yeah what what is the uh, as an ex player what is the biggest complaint that you that you've received from from indian footballers in general was a big complaint yeah i mean there's always something because especially the ones that i've i've spoken to who used to play in the i league i think they can they give me a lot lot more perspective on especially because the young players who now just only joining the isl they don't they have no idea what the players <laughs> who played in the i league have dealt with yeah but what's usually what's usually the biggest complaint that you hear from from either play, young players indian players who don't get time or you know stuff like that 
Um, I think just, I, I think with the younger ones that don't get time, I think it's, what are they playing for? Like, what is their end game? You know what I mean? Like they, you have like, for instance, at Kerala Blasters, we had my second time there. We had a lot of players from Northeast and a lot of them didn't play games. So you've got these guys on the other side of the country, literally the other side of the country, from where they live, what they know, played for Aizal uh, in I-League and one I-League, and incredible talents coming on the other side of the country because they got brought in because of their ability. But then you're bringing in players like myself, uh, Berbatov and... Uh, Sifnios and Courage Pekusin and all these guys. And these Northeast players are other side of the world and they're not getting games. They're not, they haven't even got reserve team games. So the only yeah. reserve team games were when they started out the I League or ISL 2 or whatever it was at the end of the season. So they had to wait for another two or three months. So they would play an eight month season in the ISL and then have to wait for that final three months to be asked if you wanted to play games. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's a lack of end game, hmm. not knowing. Okay, if I'm not gonna okay, you bring in a young strike and okay, Humi's in front of me. Okay, I might not get in there, but I'll get a reserve team game this week and I'll prove it. But you don't have that, so it's like you can't go all out in training because hmm. if I if that player goes and hurts me, or goes and hurts Berbatov, or go then they'll be frowned upon for that. Not because they put in the effort. That's the thing. There's a, there's a narrow-minded view on, on what's right and what's wrong. I train 100%. Mm. So when it comes to a five-a-side in game, I'll smash somebody. Yeah. It's not because I'm trying to take their spot, but I'm trying to prove that this means as much to me as the Saturday does. Yeah. yeah. So Monday to Friday, <clears throat> you're getting the well, Monday to Thursday, Friday, I take a chill. But <laughs> Monday to Thursday, you're going to see me going like that. Yeah. And this is the thing I love about like Sandesh. Sandesh Jingen's the best trainer I've seen. The guy's like that. Balls to the wall every day. Every mm. day. And you see that in a game. But a lot of people would say, oh, well, take it easy in the week. No, because this is how I, if I lower my standards during the week, but these players are doing, they can't, they're young players coming in and they don't know, do I do that? If I hurt him, will I get in trouble? Will and it's, I think, I think that's the biggest complaint I've had is from players that have played with around the league is not knowing where their end game is. Mm. We had it at Pune where players were training with the coach, so goalkeeper, we had a player training with the goalkeeper. So we had, uh, was Bilal there? Bilal was there. So we had Bilal Khan. We had um, Kamaljeet. We had uh, Vishal. Mm. Yeah. And Bilal knew he was third choice. Knew it. Yep. He was told he was third choice. Wanted to go out on loan. He wanted to go. So he ended up going to Real Kashmir. Yeah. But he got criticized because he wanted to go out. Because you had Vishal and Kamalji, they're two national team players. They've both been exactly. in the setup. He knew he wasn't going to get there. 
And he asked to go on loan and got in trouble. Like, come on. Like, why? And this is the thing. He knew. So he had it in his head. I have no end game. So I'm not going to be on the bench. Barring an injury, I'm not going to be on the bench. So I need to go and play games. And he got criticized by the coaching staff for wanting to leave. Like, but why? Okay, you're getting great training with the like we had a very, very good goalkeeper coach where yeah. uh, under Portugal. Portugal, I wasn't a fan of, I whatever. But the coach, uh his name's escaping me right now. But very, very good coach. Yeah. Very like in your face and had them working hard every day. But they were criticizing Bilal because he wanted to go on trial. Yeah. Or on, on loan. And it's yeah. like, come on, man. Like players need to play games. And he ended up going to Real Kashmir. And I think he got I don't know if he got goalkeeper of the year in the I League, but he was close. Well he made headlines for sure. He had an incredible season with them. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where he got them that's where he got the move to Kerala. Yeah. And okay, it didn't work out for Kerala, or it hasn't worked out for Kerala yet, but that's that's the thing is he had the like you said before, the cojones to go in and say, listen, I need to go and play. I, I'm not happy being here and not playing. Yeah. So he had the cojones to go and say that, but then he gets criticized. So now this is this is where the younger players, and this is the biggest criticism that I've seen, is we had it with the other goalkeeper that was there as well, and he's going to kill me if he sees this because I can't remember his <laughs> name. Um, but... Same thing happened with him. He wanted to go and play games, but because Bilal had gone out, he couldn't go out. So he couldn't get games. So he sat there and he trained every day. And I don't think he saved one of my penalties the whole season, which was <laughs> hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think that's the biggest complaint is not knowing what the end game is. If they're not in the team. What am I doing? Like where, yeah. And I think that's where, and I know I harp on about it, but that's where they need to implement a reserve team league. And it's, have it's, teams travel together. And it's for the sake of a, a couple, what, maybe $1,000 more every trip. If you're still paying 3000 is 4000 going to be the end of you? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. That's it's such a whatever. But, yeah, yeah it, it, like this is the kind of perspective that is rooted in reality. You know, this is something that only you can bring in. And, and there's, you're looking for answers. You're, you're making, you're, pouring in the money, you're setting up youth academies. But in reality, your players are not just getting time. Like They're not getting time to polish their craft. So when, when they do step on the pitch, they, they, they're they like Bambi on ice. They have no idea what to do. Because like you said, half of them are too concerned about going hard in training. And when they are finally in game time, they're not tuned up for it. Uh, they rarely, rarely ever play football. So it's like these 20 minutes I want to make most of. And they're absolutely clueless in those 20 minutes. And those 20 minutes just pass by like that. And it essentially feels like... And they're gassed. And then they're done with it. And only 10 players are playing in that moment. And that 11th is being passed around. Mm. And it's sad. Yeah it's, yeah, it's like... Like, Kerala, we brought it. We brought in a lot of good young players. Like, we brought a... We brought in Loken Maite. Very, very good player. Technically, very good player. Um... Dependra Negi. Yeah. Very good player. Where's he gone? Yeah. Where is he? <laughs> that's that's what I mean. Like these players, they 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 have their cameos, 
but they don't have anywhere to to fine tune. You know what I mean? And Loken, you should have seen this kid in training every day. Incredible. Tricky, left foot, right foot, small and stocky, like like built like Sunil, like like that. Okay, there's levels, we know that, but yeah. how does that how did Sunil become Sunil? Exactly. Somebody gave him a chance. He got a exactly. chance, he played games and he proved. Yeah. And like I'm just highlighting these two players because they're the ones that are stand out to me for how they train. Yeah. But Dependra Negi was he was a rat. Like he was so good in training. And he got his chance, scored a couple goals, and then what? Like he was a great kid, so you couldn't say it was attitude. His attitude yeah. was like right on. So these players have just disappeared. Loken went to East Bengal this year, hardly played a game in two years, comes in, plays a couple half games and whatever, and doesn't fit into Robbie Fowler's uh, way of playing. And all of a sudden he's, how, like how many games is he going to play now? And this is what needs doing. That these players need to be playing weekly. And I think that that's the biggest complaint, and that's my biggest complaint. Oh, no, I think sure. that's such a big one. There needs it's... to be avenues for non-starters. Such a big and one. I, yeah. it, listen, it's going to have a financial outlay, and I understand that, but is it going to have more of a financial outlay than the, the league that they run at the end of the I-League and ISL? I don't think so. It'll be marginal, if any, because exactly. you're still having to house these players. You're still having yeah. to make them travel to these games. You're still having to make them eat the food that you put on for them. So do it in the time where you've got all the rest of your team there. Exactly. And then they and still feel even, a part of it. Yeah. And it's not even an exaggeration because you can easily shave off one marquee player in your first team and you could probably play, probably pay for a whole reserve lemon. It's not even an over-exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Why not? And the thing is, it also gives, like you, you think... Here's an example, and uh, actually I won't, I won't name names, but you have players who are playing weekly. You have foreign players, you have Indian internationals, you have whatever who aren't playing weekly. Give them something. So you don't play, like I said, you don't play on the Saturday or you play on the Sunday. You don't play on the Friday, you play on the Saturday and just get games. Because the last thing you want to do is if I, for instance, when I came back from my ACL, I came back to Pune in that time where I wasn't registered from August till November. If I had a club or if I had a reserve team, apart from playing against the under 18s, I would have been a lot more match fit by the time I got ready to play. Yeah. But I wasn't. And okay. I came in and I didn't score, but I was playing well. I was fit, but I was getting tired and, Hence the reason I, I played two games and then missed one game because I was just yeah. gassed. Gassed off. Yeah. Um, but but I had nothing. I had nothing to get myself match fit apart from a couple of games against Wadu's youth team. Mm-hmm. And these are sorts of things. You have guys coming back from like you look at uh ATK Mambagan this year, they have uh Joby's coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. How's he gonna get fit? When Sandesh came back from injury. Yeah. How did he get fit? On his own. These exactly. players, like these are these are national team players. Yeah. Like, 
as much as they won't want to do it or won't say, oh, yeah, I, I want to play reserve team football, they've got to play reserve team football to get fit. That's the You can't just get thrown into first team football. Sandesh yeah. is a commodity. The guy's a, the guy's a, he's a phenom. So the guy comes back and he's, he is who he is. But Joby's going to struggle to get in. Like, yeah. what's he going to do? He's an international footballer. He's no yeah. longer trying to create his name. He's, he's got a name. So he has to hit the ground running. Otherwise his name disappears. We've seen it yeah. with Robin Singh. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's the, that's the truth. And I think, for me, if you if I, if I had one agenda that needed seen to right away, that's it. Is there needs to be a competitive league for reserve teams? I think mm-hmm. they, it needs to be run parallel with the ISL. I think it needs to be because these players train every day with the first team. So why can't they they play games every week like the first team? Yeah, and then then every coach is going to have a fit player. When when they're called upon at any time, so yeah, there you go. That's my that's my <laughs> two cents worth. I think it's I think it's a I think it's a big part of the development of the game, and I think it'll stop a lot of players disappearing off the face of the earth. Yeah, what do you do? You think there's enough examples for for Indian players out there? Because because you look at look at someone like a Sunil Chetri. Like what about him? What about him makes him so special, and why is he so far away from with the rest of the lot? He has a mindset. He is. He had Bai Chung, and Bai Chung had I am. They, they, these guys have. They have people to look up to. So there's no reason why anybody else can't do it. When you have a Sunil to look at, look at this guy. The guy's what? He's 36 now, 37. Yeah. Look at him. All you have to do is look at him. The guy's a. He's a freak. He works so hard every game, every day. And you can see it. And he's not happy with being a bit part. He's not content with mediocrity. And that's the difference. <laughs> like, that's, that's it. But you look at who's the next striker to come out of India? Who's the next Sunil? That's been a question now for a while. And, like, who's going to replace him? He's not going to live forever and he's not going to play forever. Mm-hmm. And that's where they need to find it. And they need somebody who has the same work ethic. Mm. Like, I love Sahal, and I know he works hard, but he needs to work harder. He is a f- phenomenal talent. I agree. He has that bit, he has that bit that nobody else has. Yeah. That little bit of creativity, that little bit of magic that yeah. some people can never have. But he needs to prove it to the rest of the world he needs to prove it forget that he needs to prove it to the rest of india yeah and And himself and himself but that's it and that's one thing i i spoke to him about is don't become complacent Mm. we know how good you are go and prove it and get better and he did it and then he had a bad season this season like he he wasn't uh he wasn't a big player for what's his face, the Ilko. coach. Ilko, sorry, Ilko. I, I'm in a brain fart right now. Um, <laughs> he wasn't a big player for Ilko, but that, and I understand why because he wasn't playing great. And I'm not yeah. being critical of Sahal because he knows I love him. He knows I love him as a player and as a person. 
but he needs to push himself more. He yeah. needs to work on his weaknesses rather than improving his strengths because his, yeah. your strengths improve naturally. Yeah. You improve on your weaknesses, your goals, your assists, your final pass, your don't be happy with one assist or two assists a season. When you're yeah. who you are and the influence you have in a game, you need to have 10 of those, 15 of those. Yeah. And that's the difference. And I think it's a, I think these players need to look at the, I think the, the word I'm looking for for Sunil is the ruthlessness. Yeah. He is, he's ruthless in training. He's ruthless in the way he works. His scoring goals is a, it has to happen for him. Like the guys, he's, he's special. And mm. that didn't come naturally. He worked hard for that. He had a natural bit of ability, but the rest of it is hard work and, and being ruthless. And I mm. think that's what the next generation needs. They need somebody who's, who they can look up to. There's no yeah. reason why you can't have a, you have your tapas, your, your ashiks, your, uh, Sahals, you have these players who, who have everything there. Yeah. So, just go out and just be like I said, be ruthless. Yeah. Be, don't don't worry about making friends. Friends will be there. Friends are always there. You go out oh, the there, good, you make sure the good ones will stick for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but you look after number one, and it's it's yeah. you got to be selfish. Yeah. And it is what it is, and unfortunately, do, do you think? Messi worries about Griezmann in training when he's going one-on-one -on -one with the keeper and you think, okay, well, no, you don't. You, you worry about number one, you do what you do best and you try and enhance your game. Yeah. And I think that's what the next generation's in desperate need of. Mm. Yeah, that's so important. And like that, that's the perspective that only you can bring. How long have I kept you for? Almost two hours. I'll let you go. What's the time there? <laughs> It's eleven fifteen. So breakfast hit the road in a minute. Yeah, I didn't have any before. You rushed okay. me on to you rushed me on to here. I didn't have now I'm joking. Um <laughs> nah, cup of tea is good for me to start. I'll have I'll have something to eat in a bit. But okay. no, nah, it's listen, chatting football is something mm -hmm. that keeps me keeps me a little bit calm. Even though I get riled up a bit, it keeps me calm. Like I said, I actually, I'm of the game. Yeah. I actually see, like, I follow MMA quite religiously, and I, I and I keep seeing you liking a lot of posts. Do you, do you watch it religiously as well? Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's that, the last card was incredible. Oh, man. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was so... Insane. Wide, Wideman was so ironic. It was such a... Oh, man. It was horrible because the same thing happened to him. Oh, it's um, karma. If, if that's karma, you put that in the film... You put that in the film, people won't believe it. It was one of those. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's not nice. Not, it's not, nobody ever deserves it, but yeah, it, it, it was kind of a kind of a strange one. They showed the videos, and when Anderson did his, Weidman was jumping around like he'd just won the lottery, yeah. and he yeah. earned winning the lottery. Yeah. And as soon as it happened... This weekend, Uriah Hall dropped to his knees, devastated. Yeah. Like, didn't even think about, like, he was just devastated, straight, dropped to his knees. Yeah. Whereas Weidman, big celebration. Yes, he was champion by default. 
yeah. doing it the next time when he beat Anderson after his leg, understand, or sorry, before his leg, it was the first one. Yeah. The first one was when he was left his yeah. chin out for him and he caught him. Yeah. So doing it the first time, fine. But the second time when you won it that way mm. was, was harsh. And I'm not saying karma. It's not, it's not nice because karma is something that somebody deserves. Yeah. Nobody ever deserves that. No, nobody deserves that. That's for sure. And it's the weird thing about that, Ian, as well, was the fact that uh, Uriah was the last person to have fought Anderson. <laughs> it's almost like well, that it had to happen with him. Uh, Weidman, Weidman gave uh, Hall his first defeat. So that was what yeah. Uriah was talking about. Weidman gave Hall his first defeat. Yeah. Then Weidman had his back and forth with Anderson. Anderson. Then Hall was the last person to fight Anderson. Anderson. So... It, it was a, and in fairness to Uriah Hall, he said, depending on where his ranking is, when, when um, he does come back, we'll fight him. Yeah, when he does come back, you'll give him that fight. He owes him it. Yeah. So, fair play. Hopefully, he does return. I'll be surprised if he does. Same. I think more so just on his on his age and where he's been in yeah. the rankings the last couple of years. Yeah. He's thirty six right now. I think it's going to take him another twelve months before he starts. Uh, before he makes a full return, that means he's 37 by then, and then I'm not sure if with the wrestling heavy division, apart from Adesanya, I don't think as much as he thinks, because he was saying that within four four fights I'm done, third fight I win the title, fourth fourth fight I, def- uh, I defend my title, and then I'm done. I don't think that's going to happen now. In fairness, he's been terrible since then. Of course, yeah. Since he won the it, title, he's been terrible. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. It, it was a freak accident as well, you know. When it, it was an incredible it card, nonetheless. Oh man! Did he did he make any bets? Yeah, he did. How did how did um, they go? Just personal ones with my brother and his neighbors. Um. Well, it was actually me and my brother. We bet. Well, he, my brother put a bet on, and sorry, he's just walked in. Um, my yeah. brother put a bet on, and he, um, he won a couple of dollars. Um, but we bet the neighbors. And in fairness, if if we me and Stuart have put our bets on, we'd have we'd have won our 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 money back quite handsomely because we we'd gone for number units. Um, Same. <laughs> That's all I was thinking. I didn't bet on it. <laughs> and Chev, well, funny enough, all five of the main card came for me. If 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 I'd have put a bet on, I'd have won something decent. Oh, um, that, that multiple. Order I, thought, oh. I thought I thought crew. Would have kept going. I thought I thought Crute might have won, but I I wasn't overly fancying him. Um, yeah. I had I had Weidman getting beat. I had Weidman getting knocked out. Yeah, not like that. Um, yeah. We had number units. Essentially, with a PKO. Had, so yeah, yeah, but yeah, but and yeah. then we had Shevchenko. We 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 thought Shevchenko was going to win it comfortably, and she did. Not the way she did, though. Man. Yeah. Oh, we honestly, I did. I did think she was, I, but she made a point. That was a yeah, yeah. the only that's what she does. Fight left for her now is um, Amanda. What's your face? Yeah, that's the only fight available yeah. for her right now for me. I think that's the only one that makes sense because the next best fighter and the best grappler in the women's division, and she beat her up like a rug, exactly, and just bullied her, bullied her at her own. <laughs> I think she's the most she's she's by far the most entertaining fighter 
to watch in the in in all of all of them way in my opinion because she's so complete in every every aspect of it because with Usman now it's like he's complete he's getting that striking edge going now but with Valentina she can she has great grappling wrestling's great the striking has always been world class and it's as a complete package when you look at her it's like she's the perfect mismatch yeah that's why I, that's yeah. why I like watching John Jones mm. It'll be interesting to see him. He can't do his wrestling that he did in. But again, if he if he puts on the weight that he's after, it'll be interesting to see him come back. But yeah, my Shevchenko's class. But my my all time favorite was GSP. Oh, uh, but I just and you Canadian just wish he came. So that just well, exactly, exactly. But I just wish he came back, and I wish he didn't just come oh. back for one fight. That that disappeared. Could be fight. Yeah. Yeah, but obviously they weren't they weren't offering enough to both of them. Otherwise, but again, Khabib, I don't think would fight because I think he's, yeah, he doesn't promise. want to lose that legacy. Even though I think he beats him, yeah, I think Khabib oh, yeah. beats GSP. Me too. Um, but I think GSP punches and kicks a lot harder than anybody he's fought. So, all right, I'm gonna have all to right. shoot. This is yes, sir. Uh, I've kept you for but, way too long. But you know where I am. You want to run this back again at any point? Just give me a shout. We should. We'll we should, sir. I think there's there's way too much to talk about, and there's too little time, oh. so we'll have to do it again. Yeah, <laughs> we can have, can have a weekly have a weekly thing going here. Talk about Actually, that, that might be a good show. One, one whole bloody session yeah. that I'll take talking about the English European Super League. Yeah. Hey, it's a pleasure as always, buddy. Pleasure's mine. And Take care, Ian. I will no doubt be in touch soon. Yes, sir. All right, bud. See you later. Take care. See you in a bit. Bye. Bye.